The ladies of Herspiration Happy Hour strive for authenticity with our guests, and sometimes this authenticity can change the shape of our topic of the day. Because of this, we would specifically like to share that we each promote healthy mental states of mind. If you or someone you know is suffering from depression and are feeling suicidal, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at one 800 273 8255. We all care about you or someone you may love, and we just want to make sure that you get the help that you need and never be afraid to reach out. We hope you find value and strength in this next episode. to Herspiration Happy Hour, Season 3, Episode 10. This is your unapologetic diva, Dr. G. This is the girlfriend therapist, Cortina Peters. And this is Radio Red, Louisa Herrera. And I'm just so excited. I'm so tongue because I want you guys to take a gander what we're sipping on today. Okay. We're sipping on the Eartha Kit. Ooh. Oh, get a little fancy, what is a little that? Fancy. That's a strawberry lemonade vodka drink. So you need lemons, strawberry, simple syrup, and Sprite. Mm. You chop the lemons and strawberries into pieces and add them in the glass and you muddle them. And then you mm. add ice and vodka and then add the soda after you're done pouring your vodka. Um, the mocktail is called the purr. Yeah, I know Eartha Kit was all about the kittens and brown. So the purr... <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, Simply Strawberry Lemonade Juice um, and Sprite. And you pour the Simply Strawberry Lemonade Juice and Sprite over ice and you garnish it with lemon slice, lemon and strawberry slices. Very oh. good. Yeah. All right, all right. Oh. So we have the Eartha Kit and the Purr. Okay, the Eartha Kit and the Purr. How are you ladies on this fine Wednesday afternoon? It's been busy for you? Yes, we're, yes, yes, yes. Just keeping it going, <laughs> keeping it going. You got to. It's uh, all good. It's all good. So you know what? It is Wednesday. This is where we highlight our WCWs, our crushes for the week. Um, our This is Working Woman Wednesday. And so, you know, Cortina, let's start off with you. Who, okay. is, who is your WCW today? My WCW today is Janice Womack-Stallings. And she owns Styles by Stallings Events and Decor in Riviera Beach, Florida. And she, when I tell you she is simply amazing at what she does. So she's an event coordinator and planner and a designer and a decorator. And she literally took a garage and Ooh. turned it into an event space. And so with the drapery and the piping and the uplighting and just the, the crystal and the shafari chairs and everything. So she is like the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, fairy godmother of designing event spaces. And so I just want to shout her out today um, because I think her, the creativeness and the designs that she comes up with are just out of this world. So, like yeah. I said, her name is Janice Walmack Stallings, 
and she is located in Riviera Beach, Florida. And she's just absolutely amazing at what she does. And so that is who I'm crushing on today Ooh. on my WCW, WWW, and all of the <laughs> All the Dibblies. Yes. Any, any, anything representing the women. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, what about you, Louisa? Uh, I don't know how I can compare with what just happened here, but um, I'm just, uh, I'm crushing on someone named Sharon Spriggs. The reason why I'm shouting her out is because she had to take over becoming a parent again because she lost her daughter and she had to take uh. on two children and both of them have disabilities so one has mm. one is autistic and she's not mute but um she's like she ha she repeats but she can't really um like hold a conversation on your own and her the other uh granddaughter is just developmentally delayed and so she went from raising her children to having to restart um to be a parent again. So I just want to shout out because she's having such a hard time and they have appointments and they have uh, school and especially now, because at first they were in school, were able to get the services. Now she's at home and trying to get services for them. And so she's just was really having a hard time. So I just want to shout out because she still makes it her business to check on everybody else. So that's Sharon okay. Spriggs and I just wanted to shout her out. All right, all right. And for me, really quick, I'll just go through mine. Uh, my WCW this week, and her name or her name is Tavia MD. She's a publicist. And I got to connect with her when she was doing, you know, just, just holding, you know, women empowerment. And she's a public relations person, I guess a PR. She mm -hmm. does PR. I mean, she's just doing some real dynamic things that's hosting things that's, you know, for women empowerment. And so we really need that, that way to support one another. And some of the panels that she's hold, hosting have been amazing. Ooh. And so, yeah, definitely connect with her. Her Instagram feed is at Tavia, T-A-V-I-A-M-D. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely somebody to connect with, especially if you're really interested in attending things that are making movements that for especially black women yeah. particularly yeah. so that's always a good thing okay ladies what are we talking about today we got our good drinks what mm -hmm. what are we talking about today what uh, are we talking about today well we're talking about <laughs> women embracing their femininity so what is oh. that what do you think that what does that mean for you embracing your femininity being able to to still be a woman no matter what i do you know, mm -hmm. if I want to go out and cut grass, I could still be right. feminine about it. You know, I'm guessing, you know, this is what that means <laughs> to embrace your femininity. Um, what, what else goes with that? I mean, I guess um, because we didn't really go in tail with this, uh, I guess still in managed because our world is very masculine. Our world is very, it's a man's world you know, mm -hmm. and we always have to fight a little bit harder and we always have to push a little bit harder to prove that, yeah, I'm a woman, but I still can do this. But learning how to still keep your softness or still keep your, um, just your womanness, your, your sassiness, your, uh, like, I, I like Eartha Kitt because as beautiful and classy as she was, she still had a snap. That's what that vodka comes Oh, from. yes. Oh, she yes. She still had a snap and, and, keeping that part of yourself, you know, mm -hmm. in this world, you know, so I think that's what that means. What okay. about you, Christina? 
Oh, um, well, when it comes to femininity and embracing your womanness and what it means to be a woman, I, for me, I think sometimes people hear the word femininity and they get uh, scared or mm. intimidated when it comes to thinking that women have to be super light and dainty. But I yeah. think for me, it's understanding and accepting the power of your mm. womanness. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what it is for me. I mm -hmm. am very feminine. I have very high feminine energy, mm -hmm. but that does not mean if I, because I have a high level of feminine energy that I'm soft right, or that I'm right. weak or yeah. that I'm mild and all yeah. of those soft um, adjectives that come with what people think of when they think of femininity. And yeah. so that's personally for me, how I define and how I see embracing and being able to accept and embrace your femininity. That's great. Oh, 100%, I 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that people assume that because, you know, let's just say a female mechanic, yeah. that she can't be feminine just because she works on cars. Right. On the car. like, right. and, and that's why when I gave the example, even with cutting grass, because mm -hmm. that's typically stereotypically very masculine, yeah. but mm -hmm. not really so much the case. Um, you can be who you are and still do what you, I mean, it's a lot of women that are in the quote unquote men career, you know, or so, you know, and it's, it's some things, yes, should be left to men, but we can do certain things and still like, um, Cortina said, embrace who we are. I think that's just embracing who we are, just being able to accept and embrace who you are, mm -hmm. your womanhood. Just, yeah, I think that, yeah. And some mm -hmm. people are afraid of that because they don't understand it. And they look at the labels that society has put on us and yeah. don't know how to accept it themselves. So. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think I'm very, I'm extremely girly. Mm. And, you know, well, <laughs> oh, you're laughing. Odd, I know, right? And I, I was just about to say that because it sounds so weird coming out that way. But I'm, I'm so extremely girly and because I am very feminine, but I don't mind getting dirty. Mm. You know, I'll do a mud run. And I think, Cortina, you and I was talking about this at one time, and you was like, no, I'm not going to be like, dirty. No, she's not and doing I, that. And all of that stuff. <laughs> no, man. Uh, uh -uh. But me, I don't, I don't mind getting dirty as opposed to Cortina, who won't even sweat. Uh, <laughs> and look good. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't really mind it so much. Um, but I, th I think it's important for me to be able to embrace myself and, and, and still be able to be comfortable in my skin. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, think, I think for me, that's, that's the important part is just being able to clean up well, as they say. Like I'll go, yes. if I do a mud run, I might be dirty. But then if, by the time I clean up, I'm like, pow. <laughs> okay. And that matters. So you know what, ladies, our guest has arrived, and right. I'm, I'm curious to hear her perspective on things. So uh, this is Miss Elochi, right? Did I pronounce it right? Oh, okay. Take your mic, uh, take yourself off mute. I'm, I'm getting ready to um, now. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you did or not. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Hello, thank you for coming. Hello, can we hear you? Can you hear us? Oh, you can't hear. Is your sound on? Your if audio's you on? on? 
click on the mic and it should click on the uh click on your screen and the mic should pop up and it should give you um give it permission to Yeah. yeah, guys, we have been having technical difficulties. And look, you don't even have to worry about that. I can I can cut all that out. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I can cut out this. Cortina, can, Cortina, can you hear? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, she's connecting, so she's connecting to audio, to audio now. She's connecting to audio. Oh, what happened to Cortina? Cortina just. Oh, there you go. Oh, there she. <laughs> yeah. I love this picture she has right here. I know. I, I don't see anything. Really? Oh. She, Oh, scroll. Maybe you need to scroll on the other screen. Oh, yeah, you can. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Hello. Okay, I got Hello. It. Oh, okay, hi. yeah. Hi, yes, hi. <laughs> hi. So what I'm going to, we have you here twice. So here, I'm going to remove you on this one. Okay. And then you stay on that one. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Good. Hi. So, so would you. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. So, would you mind? Um, welcome, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And Pam, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. So, you know, uh, it's Chi, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where are you from? You know, has fashion always been a part of your life? Um, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Fashion has always been a part of my life. My father, he would always have the vibrant fabrics because I'm Nigerian. Mm -hmm. So that was like a way for me to express myself. It was like another way to add a layer or element to the way I dress. And I'm an introverted kind of person. So I can just be in a room with my headphones in, minding my business. Um, like, don't talk to me. Like, I'll talk to you. It's like, don't, don't really say anything to me. But my, I would style myself in such a way where my outfit would speak for me. So I'm like, if I don't oh. want to talk, it's loud enough. I don't really have to say anything. That's true. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Interesting. You. So you you just shared with us that you you were you your family is from Nigeria and your father, you know, played a significant role in where your fashion came from and kind of sparked that. But even further than that, who influences your style the most? I definitely have to say my friend Anthony Miller. He um he passed away about three years ago. He committed suicide. So he was a he was he was a visual artist. So in his paintings, he used a lot of bright colors, and we would always have conversations about new clothes or old trends or anything like that. So looking at his artwork, I find a lot of my inspiration from artwork. Um, but his in particular and the colors he used and the color theory that he exhibited, I wanted to just kind of recreate that in how I dress. Oh, that's cool. Thank that you. Cool. <laughs> okay, so so fashion has always been your life. Well, at what point did you realize that you wanted to do this full time, like have it as a career? Hmm. When I was in eleventh grade, and you're like you're still young, so like, uh -huh. just, yeah. So I was about sixteen, fifteen. I had a friend, um, I had on like this real loud outfit for no reason. I don't, I don't think it was a good outfit. It was just really loud. Okay. And she was like, have you ever thought about being a stylist? And I was like, 
no sorry but I feel like that was maybe like something speaking to her for right. me once she said it I looked into it I researched it and I was like wait this is exactly what I do so from that point I knew it was something I really had no choice but once I got hooked I couldn't see my life without it I couldn't that's cool uh, everything else is kind of corny to me <laughs> that's cool that's, that's, that's cool thank you so with all of this that you just said that in the 11th grade, this is kind of where the spark was or the fire or the passion was ignited. What additional training did you do to perfect your craft to help you stay in the know of what different trends are ha uh, happening and taking place? Was there anything special that you did to help you with where you are today? Prayer. I can start there. Um, I did a lot of that, but I also did a lot of reading, a lot of studying. Um, just getting myself familiar with certain trends and certain stuff. I uh, listened to Brittany Diego. She um, has this podcast about fashion and stylists and things we should know we should look out for. Um, I'm also in the process of getting my certification from the School of Style, but mm, the quarantine okay. kind of messed it up for me. Oh, well, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like on hold a little bit, but um, from that point, on I was I would just study and read a lot I would look at vintage magazines like Jet Magazine or she'd have Essence or I would buy InStyle and I would just read I just study it until I found out about how to get certified and everything okay so what or who do you enjoy styling the most like what do you enjoy I know like some there's some stylists that that style mannequins in stores I don't know if you've ever done that or is it, you know, do you have a preference on who you would prefer to style? Um, well, that's a great question. I like to style everyone, but if I had to choose somebody in particular, I'd say children with autism and the elderly, their, uh, their reactions are like very, it makes me love what I do more because I can, they can say, okay, this is a cool, you know, school outfit. I like it, whatever. But if I style someone who's older, if I style someone who's autistic, that you care about me. But I think in this generation, we really don't value those who are disenfranchised or the elderly, how we used to. So when I've styled the elderly or those who have autism, they, it was like, okay, she cares about me for her to take the time. Yeah. And I don't charge for that styling either. Right. That for me is oh, just, cool. I just want to do it. I just want to give back. Um, because as a, as a kid, you would always see how they would treat children with autism. They would treat them way yeah, different, yeah. separated. You can't eat lunch with us. Yeah. And I want to do something I love to make you feel included. So that feels like a reward to me because and I understand it's it like a service, but there's it, like the interaction is great. I learn more about you from what you can tell me. We just have a good time. So that's like is, my favorite. Is it hard? Yeah, I have a nephew that's, that has autism and he's high spectrum but he has a hard time with change. Do you ever mm -hmm. find that when you are dealing with the more disenfranchised uh, group of people or people with autism? Um, autism uh, on the high spectrum level, yeah, it's sometimes, <laughs> but I think when you love what you do enough and you love what they can be, you don't even care. It's just you have patience. I yeah, myself have um, a nephew who's, in, um, who's autistic and he's high spectrum. So mm -hmm. When I was a junior, um, I babysat him and I would dress him up and put him in the brightest colors because um, even though you're high spectrum and you have a lot of energy, your clothes can be energetic. So yeah. with the elderly, it's not really a matter of patience. They're just like, I like this is a comfy sweater. 
put it on right. give it to me. So they just go with the flow. Okay, so is, is that where is that where you got the healing and helping part of your styles role? Like, what made you come up with that concept? Was that for working with children and the elderly, or how how did that come about? No, I think it was life. <laughs> um, when my friend passed away, I, I I wasn't really on that kind of. I'm be honest, I didn't really care. Um, it wasn't mm -hmm. really my my drive, my anything. I was like, I love to dress. This is what I love to do. But once he passed, it was like. It was like he was one of my best friends. So I was like, okay, there's got to be a way I can pay your spirit, you know, forward. I went to therapy and did all of that. But then I had lost another friend of suicide a few months later. And wow. he was my friend since freshman year. And then I had lost another friend to suicide about a few months after that. So I was like, there's got to be a way that I can help people. Of course, I can't save everyone. That's not my place. Um, but make you feel like you, you, you matter and you're important with what I do. Because if it was not for fashion, I don't even think I would be here because I was in such a dark place. And of course, therapy helps, but no one really expects to lose people that way, right, 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 right. that close together. So as many, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm so glad you're here and you were able to overcome this. And, and, and sometimes, like, like you said, those your friends are your driving force. So they're with you. And I'm pretty sure the, um, that really helps you move forward. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to come out of that. And Thank you so you much. And just reading the, the things you have done, what you have experienced in the magazine you've been in and the people you've styled. And I look at your pictures, I'm like, oh, she is so awesome. Then I found out you're 20. And I'm like, look at this young lady. Thank <laughs> you. You know, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> and so I'm so glad that um, you were able to come from that and continue to push forward into your, your mission, to which you're supposed to be walking into your destiny. It's amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Another thing. <laughs> Don't worry. We have uh, virtual tissues and virtual hugs. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I know you just shared, um, you know, really one of the grounding factors that help you really perfect and mold and get you on your journey to where you are now. Looking at where you were, prior to your passion and your love really developing, has mm -hmm. the fashion sense changed for you? Do you see different ebbs and flows? And what's your perception on the current state of fashion? And where do you see the fashion industry going? I think it has, my uh, perception of fashion for myself, it has changed a lot because before it turned into, um, I was kind of using it to kind of be like superwoman because that was a way of dealing with certain traumas. I'm like, okay, if I can, if I can dress loud, if I can dress this person a lot, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe I can save your life. Maybe I can do something. Maybe I can change anything. And I think it took away the joy of fashion for me. And then it became a chore. Mm -hmm. And then it, it just became something like, okay, I have to do this. But of course, I think people should really go to therapy. When my yeah. therapist explained to me, um, you <laughs> pay people's spirit forward in your purpose. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to change the world. You can't fix everybody. You can't heal everybody. That's not your burden to carry. Yeah. But um, you can do what you love and what they knew you loved. And from that moment, it taught me to just enjoy fashion for what it is. Um, I can't say I really, my love for fashion comes from what I see now, though, because it's so fast. Um, yeah. It's such like fast production. Everything, I've seen it before. You know, if I study 70s or 60s or mm -hmm. 40s, I'm seeing everything re-released. Yeah, so I yeah. can't say my inspiration or um, 
there's really much an appreci appreciation for fashion now. Um, it comes from like the past and it comes from those who are recreating or just don't bring something new to the fashion industry. Mm -hmm. You know, young black designers, male or female, just doing something different I've never seen before. So that's what I try to like hone in on. So let me ask Wait. you a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Cortina. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, everybody on here already knows she touched a little spot with me because I'm a therapist. I, and so oh, you are? therapy oh, is so important. Yes. Oh, I, I was going to I was going to get to that. Look, trust me, I was getting to that. <laughs> but so I do have a question or twofold. Do you sew or do you just um, do you style? Um, by what's already out there like do you put fabrics together and actually sew or with all of the colors or is it something like i'm going to make all these purchases and here try all these different um, designs on so that i can style you um i used to sew i used to design but I, it was just too much I, I was like i can't really balance all this so now it's like tell me what you want i can pull this for you and that's usually where so the clothes are like style now okay okay mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, so we can, I will tell you that, I mean, first of all, thank you for even sharing the little bit of information about yourself, about being in a dark place, because a lot of people often, they look at where people are, but don't recognize where people come from, yeah. and there's such a huge value in that, and I mean, so I think when, even for all of us on here, you know, having Cortina as a therapist um, oh, on awesome. here, and mm -hmm. I, I spent my stint in behavioral health a long time mm -hmm. ago, so I mean, I'm very, when it comes to people's mental health and being proactive about it is very important, because I was always on the mm -hmm. prevention side. I yeah. never wanted to be on the treatment side, because you're right, it's a different burden for people in that field that they have to carry. Mm -hmm. prevention is the, is so important and this is why I'm such an advocate of behavioral health I think mm -hmm. that if you are proactive about it and you start sensing it early or you just make it a part of regular routine care mm -hmm. once a year if you go for I tell women all the time if you go for your annual physical every year for your physical well-being you should be going at least once a year for your mental well-being too. make it all inclusive mind body and soul and spirit and everything else because sometimes we don't realize what we are going through and so for you to acknowledge that i just really want to thank you yeah. of course yes and so how can people connect with you um you can find me on my website stylingbychi.com or facebook uh chi elochi or instagram i'm gonna have to spell it out i-g-b-o-h-i-p-p-i-e underscore and that's about it well okay yeah <laughs> so is are there are there any gems that you just want to drop really quick for anyone who might be interested in going into fashion or styling or even you know addressing mental health and going through things especially um having gone through what you have with people close to you committing suicide especially back to back i mean what would be a message that you would want listeners to walk away with um there's strength in your weakness definitely for your mental health um when i was going through those times i, I was always under the notion black women we have to be strong you i can't, mm. I can't see you cry i can't see you down don't spend like the whole week in your bed you got to get out the shower you got to do something and you don't in fact you're actually stronger if you acknowledge that you're hurting yeah. And Absolutely. that's what therapy taught me. I was like, you know what? I'm not okay. 
and that's okay. I don't that's expect okay. myself to be okay. Okay. Be okay. It is. But because I know that, let me try to do something to, excuse me, make it better. Um, and, you know, a lot of people say therapy isn't for everyone. I think you should give it a try. Because I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to it, but I'm always like, well, what if they're going to judge me? What are, what are they going to, what are they going to say? What's going to happen? And then you go there and you have a great experience. So I definitely think you should give it a try because if you're not in a good place mentally, you can't style, you can't be a photographer, you can't, you can't be a lawyer, you can't do anything because your mental affects everything. Mm -hmm. So um, when I, when, if it wasn't for therapy, I probably wouldn't be styling. Um, I, I don't really know what I would be doing. So when I went to therapy, it gave me calm, it gave me peace. And it let me know that just because I'm a black woman, it doesn't mean I can't go through dark times. Yeah. I don't have to be strong all the time. I don't, I don't have to be. Who said that? And why is it true? And why do we still believe it? So um, if you're a black man, a black woman, whatever, whoever you are, it's, it's okay to hurt. And it's, it's more than okay to tell somebody I'm hurting. Wow, that's powerful. And we, we want to really, oh my gosh, that was powerful. That moved me a little bit. Oh. <laughs> make me tear up, make me tear up a little bit. Um, we do, we, <laughs> I know. Uh, we really want to thank you for taking the time to join us. We really appreciate it. We, we're going to definitely have to have you back thank um, you on a future yeah. episode. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you again for sharing your story with yes. us. And so, you know, we really appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. No problem. No problem. All right. So thank you. Oh, goodness thank gracious, you, you all. <laughs> okay. Thank you for everything. Thank well, you. You're welcome. And you're we'll welcome. be keeping in touch, too. So, you, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Ladies. Oh, my gosh. That was deeper than what I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. I... Ooh. You know, I, I feel like a, a therapy mom over here, over here, like doing back so like, yes, <laughs> I, you know what, listen, you know what, let me share this too. I remember, Louisa, remember me and you was talking and about my book and Louisa talked about me going to therapy and I said, oh yeah, I went to therapy. I had to go more than one time. Yeah. What I did learn about going to therapy for myself, I can't, you know, mm -hmm. relate to other people, but when people say I don't like therapy. Mm -hmm. It's because they didn't find the right re therapist client relationship. Yeah. Right. Finding a therapist is like trying on shoes. <laughs> yeah. It might not, yeah. it might not fit the first time, but you might have to go a size up or a size yes. down or yeah. you look for something in order to get what you need. Because if you're, if they, you make the mistake like I did, and I'm open to share this and I have shared this on you know, live from the corner mm -hmm. is that I basically sat in therapy for a while, just lying to my therapist because I felt like, <laughs> I was being judged. And so I just felt like when I was trying to be honest, it didn't work out. So mm -hmm. for me, I think that it's so important for people to recognize, you know, that they can choose and mm -hmm. break, you know, to break uh, ties with their therapist. Cancel that out. It's, you know, I think people should know that because sometimes you think you go and you, you have to stick with this one person or you know, you have the freedom, you have the right, you should want to be comfortable because this is the person you're going to be revealing a lot of things to. And you should be comfortable. Just like your friends, if you can't sit and have a conversation with your friends, why? Why? You should be able yeah. to do that, you know? So one of the reasons why I came up with the girlfriend therapist is specifically for that reason. So I, so anytime I'm ever doing therapy with the, with the patient, I always make it okay for them to have a hundred percent 
buy-in in the process. I always say this is not a dictatorship. This is not for me to dictate to you how you should live your life. I always say that this is a partnership. And if you yeah. think I'm going to judge you, you will never be able to be open and honest yeah. with me. I yeah. say, if I'm doing something that you don't like, by all means, I need for you to speak up. Yeah. So the girlfriend therapist came about because as my practice shifted, I started seeing that the patients that I were getting, they were a lot more comfortable with having casual conversation. Now, granted, yes, we are bound by HIPAA and right, ethics right. and all of those roles. Right. But the girlfriend therapist is your girlfriend who happens to be a therapist. Yeah. So if you're just sitting there, we're just chit-chatting, but I can be as open as I am with my yeah. friends and know I'm not going to be judged and know right. that she's going to reflectively listen to me and not have her own biases or buy-in mm -hmm or judgments into my situation and what I have going on, I find that it really opens a deeper level of connectivity with me and my patient. And it's so funny that we're talking about this because just yesterday I had a patient who asked me, she said, do you ever have patients that become like friends? Oh. And I was like, why do you say that? She said, I just think you're so cool. Oh, I said, well, nice. you know what? The girlfriend therapist is doing exactly what she was created to do, yeah. to bring you in mm -hmm. and to make you feel just that comfortable yeah. where there is no judgment. And so, you know, it really warmed yeah. my spirit in my heart yesterday. I was so excited. And I think we need a lot more individuals who are not just book smart, who don't yeah. just know that, but you got to be able to connect with people. You can yeah. be the best CBT, EMDR, DBT therapist out there, but if you can't connect, yeah. that's not going to do anything for the individual because they're not going to give you their honesty. They're not yeah. going to give you their truth. And that's what we need if we want to see change happen in the people yeah. that we are helping. And so, yeah, you know, I, well, I'm going to hush because that's my whole soapbox and my passion. You ain't got to hush. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> and, you know, I can go for miles on that topic. But I'm just really glad that she was able to say what she said and how she said it. Because it's patients like that that actually go out and promote. You know what yeah. we call it? We, we need, we need yeah. to get help. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're not sick. Even right. if you're not unemotionally unhealthy right. therapy is good for the well person because yeah. it will keep them well That's so I, I you know i think the stigma is kind of shifting now from where it was which is good but we still got a long way to go yeah. oh i definitely agree i definitely agree and that's why every time i'm speaking i advocate for people to just like I said, take care of your men mental health the same way you take care of your physical health. Check in every year regardless. You know, you get six, nor most people with their insurance companies get six sessions a year. Or if you pay fee for service, it's worth that 125, 150 or whatever, you know, whatever it is yeah. for one session to sit down and then just have somebody to objectively talk to that's not a friend. And I know I, I hear a lot of women say, that's what I have girlfriends for. No, sometimes yeah, but you're not your girlfriend... always fully honest with your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. 
I am, but some not everybody some people, is. Yeah, some people <laughs> is, cause I tell it all. Be like, let me tell girl, you know. Yeah, I'm so I'm so blunt and honest, but I think here again, I and Cortina, you're probably the same way with your girlfriends, and I think it might be when you work in that field, you already kind of have this understanding that you can't tell people what they want to hear. You yeah, have to tell them yeah. what they need to hear yeah. for their own health, their own safety. And I'm not talking just about physical safety. I'm talking about yeah, mental, mental safety. Yeah. Right, right. People, people forget about mental safety. Yeah. Exactly. Mental safety, is it prevents you from putting yourself in toxic situations yeah. or toxic thoughts. Yeah. One thing that I do is, you know, when I'm talking sometimes, the language I use is the language I use when I'm communicating with people. So some people be like, oh, don't be trying to therapize me. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm going to say, okay, what do, what do you think? You know, right. so that's just the language you can't I help use. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's part of communication. And if I'm communicating with you and I'm trying to hear your feelings, it's just, it just has become a part of my language. But when I'm talking, I say you want my professional opinion or my personal I'm your friend opinion right and they'll say your friend or they'll say <laughs> I want both of them and so I will give them sometimes they are congruent sometimes they are not you know sometimes you need that one that's gonna sit on the bed and be like okay girl you know I mean <laughs> yeah, straight yeah, up like know. bitch get it together <laughs> <laughs> Either but way, it's saying either way. You know, you know this is not going to end right. So why are you doing know. it? Mm -hmm. Got to give him a yeah. curled up lip and everything. Yeah, right. But I, I, seriously. I absolutely agree when my, I mean, uh, I love when my patients, you know, are sitting in therapy session. They be like, you know, sis, like, you know, not like I'm their sister, yeah. but like sis. And, you know, using the hands, because I use hand motions all the time and they get super comfortable and no. we're just dialoguing and you can see like the light bulbs going yeah. off. And it was like, I knew you was going to tell me how it is. I knew it. You know, <laughs> just, you know, I said, I'm not telling you. I'm just stating back to you what right. you said so you can right. hear it so you can see where it fits or where it doesn't fit in your life and so I mean I think therapy is a wonderful thing especially when it can help get you on your path like it did for our guests who was just here you know sometimes your yeah. life has to be shaken and altered to get you right in alignment with what your destiny is supposed to be and I'm so proud of her for getting that so young a lot of people get up in age oh yeah and still don't understand it. So the fact that she's 20 and probably got it before she got 20 and was able to get that understanding is amazing. I know, right? Tell me about it. I, I do think it's amazing too. So you know what, ladies? Where can people follow you at? Uh, Cortina, let's start with you. Well, you know. <laughs> Where everyone can find me on Twitter. You know what? Hold up. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> She'd be too damn excited nowadays oh, when you say, you. Where are you from? <laughs> Where can people find you? So, but go ahead. I'm not going to still go ahead, girl. Go, go ahead. You can find me at any social media. Well, not any, you know. So, YouTube, Instagram, um, what's the other ones? Uh, Facebook. Twitter at the girlfriend therapist and you can find me on TikTok at TikTok's emotional expert. Yes. All right. What about you, Louisa? 
Um, you can find me at Louisa Harrell and the Blue Phoenix on Facebook and the Blue Phoenix on Instagram. Okay. And uh, this is your girl, Dr. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. <laughs> you can, this is your girl, Dr. G. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all of them at I am Dr. P. Gurley, I-A-M-D-R-P-G-U-R-L-E-Y. You can always check the links on our, on our uh, website. Um, and as well as on our social media, where you can connect with Herspiration Happy Hour and tune in on almost all the major platforms that are out there for podcasting for both iOS and in, what is it, Android. And so, and that's at Herspiration Happy Hour on both Facebook and on Instagram and on YouTube, which we will soon hopefully have some, uh, some visual components added. And we're uh -huh. really excited about adding that. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I know. So you know what, with that ladies, as always, it's been a great episode. Yes. yes, it has. Yes, it has. So, you know what? Until the next time, cheers. cheers.